Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. If you're heading away to go on holidays in the next few weeks. Lucky you, I'm finishing up three weeks today. I may tell you, I am itching for it already. But I'm going out of Cork, and every time I look at a picture of Dublin Airport, I think, oh my God, thank God I'm going out of Cork. Because so many people have missed their flights. And there's a few other things happening uh, in the in the travel industry at the moment. Like There's a threat of strikes uh, among Ryanair crew around... Europe. So I thought it might be time to catch up with a man we've spoken to many times before on The Opinion, and that's uh, travel journalist Owen Corrie, uh, who, who joins me now, go over a few bits and pieces as we play, prepare for the holidays. Owen, good morning. Good morning, TJ. It's a big weekend for travel, and it sounds like a big weekend for yourself as well. And really, you're uh, really interested in where you're going to spend those three weeks. Yes, yeah, three weeks I'll be finishing up here, and I've been going off for a couple of weeks. But the thing I'm thinking about is people are going out this weekend and they're already saying Dublin could be chaotic again this weekend. What happens, and I know the very first week this, but what happens if there's chaos in an airport and I happen to miss my flight? You're entitled to compensation if you have obeyed the direction from the airport. This is really important because Dublin Airport's direction is a little bit confusing. They say two and a half hours if you're on a short haul, three and a half hours if you're on a long haul. That's pretty straightforward. Then they throw in this little proviso. If you're checking in a bag, throw another hour in. So people are saying, uh, you know, that's three and a half for short haul, four and a half for long haul. It's a long time. But nobody's missed a flight since that terrible weekend, uh, that terrible Sunday three weeks ago. And the reason I say it's a busy weekend, it's a big weekend. This is the biggest weekend of the year in Dublin Airport in terms of passenger numbers. We're going to be running something close to 110,000 between the arrivals and the departures. And um, it's coping well. Today will be big. Tomorrow, not so big. Uh, but Sunday is a very big day with 330 flights, and Monday will be a big day as well. Oh. So it is, the, it is the wheel crunch weekend for Dublin. Something that did become very problematic also in the last week or two were chain delays as in I'm flying out of Dublin to for argument's sake Amsterdam and I'm going on somewhere else from Amsterdam and my collecti- my, my connecting time is tight. What happens then if, 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 if you can't make a connection? And this is really important. If you're connecting, self-connecting which a lot of people do, let's say Stansted with Ryanair, uh, book a flight in, book another flight out, nothing. If you are with Lufthansa, Air France, uh, KLM, the big can, KLM through Amsterdam is a big one for out of court. 
uh, the airline is it's their responsibility to sort everything out for you. You don't really have to worry. It's happened to me. I've arrived in Dubai, missed my onwards. They put you in a hotel. They get you out early the following morning, put you on the flight. Um, it, it, it all works. But uh, we have had a series of those delays, chain delays, since the Dublin Airport security problem. Because, for instance, the late Lufthansa uh, flight, the, um, the LH981 uh, that goes off in the evening, that has been has, you know, it's been delayed to let people go through security queue and there's been baggage check-in issues. So everybody misses their flights from Frankfurt. Uh, not a big deal if there's one the following morning, but let's say some of those flights, you're, there's one next Wednesday. It's a big drama for people. The misconnections uh, that the American airlines have really suffered from, Air Canada, only 28%, they produced a letter to Eamon Ryan this week, only 28% of those wonderful Air Canada service to Toronto left on time during May. And a lot of people are not stopping in Toronto. They're connecting Toronto, which is an, had problems of its own, huge problems of its own. So the, the whole thing of um, connecting through a hub it got more complicated, and that's before we come to the whole baggage mess. Yeah. Uh, Heathrow uh, d- disintegrated this day last week completely. Terminal 2 just stopped functioning, and uh, planes arrived in Dublin with very few bags on board. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I was listening to people who've been waiting for bags for, for eight or nine days. A wedding dress for ten days in one yeah. case. Pretty shocking stuff. You were saying on about Ryanair and Stansted, because a lot of people would go through there. They don't do the through. You have to buy one flight in and one flight out. That's why Ryanair don't lose any bags. You know, they'll go around, they'll, you'll hear Michael O'Leary uh, trumpeting, oh, we don't lose bags. The reason is they don't actually have to handle any. Uh, <laughs> you take your bag off and you put it back on again. Uh, point to point isn't where baggage issues generally arise and they just don't do that connecting flight. Now they've toyed with the idea and they've talked about it and they looked at what extra bookings they get out of it but it, it's very costly because you then have to contract someone in an airport that will put your bags through. So in the aviation industry these people are called south connectors yeah. uh, you're not entitled to any connection, any compensation if you miss your onward flight because the first flight is delayed. Speaking of Ryanair, what's the story with cabin crew strikes? Are we going to face more problems? I'm seeing tr- trouble brewing in France, in Belgium, in Portugal and parts of Spain. Possibly in Belgium. Um, I don't know if any of the others will have a single piece of impact. We've won a uh, council flight uh, so far. And I think that will be the most, that will be, be the whole impact of the strikes. The reason, PJ, is that it isn't the main unions that are going on strike. And what, what Ryanair did in 2017, they famously recognised unions very suddenly, really shocked everyone. But they then sat down, they did deals with the biggest, they picked the biggest pilot union, the biggest cabin crew union in each country. A lot of countries, that's fairly straightforward. Ireland, uh, SIP2 in the cabin crew and the IALPA in the pilots, you know, there's mm. always a bit of Clint Eastwood go on, make my day and those mm. these negotiations, but they got deals done. Yeah. And in Spain, uh, the two unions that are gone on strike are not the biggest unions. In Portugal, they only have 3%. In Italy, it doesn't see, it doesn't seem to have any support at all. In Portugal, they, by accident, by chance, none of the actual members of the union, the small union that's called the Strikers rostered this weekend. Belgium is a little bit more complicated because it is a bigger union. And sometimes, um, the, for instance, the CCOO is the union that Ryanair did the deal with in Spain last May, just a few weeks ago. Huge surprise at that because they're regarded as the hard men 
you know, when Spaniards, uh, Spanish trade unionists get together, they say, oh, well, what do the Obreros think of that? Uh, the Obreros signed the deal with yeah. Rainier and the USO did not. So it's, there, there's, if, if people will remember, some of your listeners will remember way back to the Irish trade union movement in the 70s and 80s, where inter-union disputes were quite, yeah. uh, quite, quite prevalent. Craft unions who could shut a whole building down in a, minute, a couple of hours. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we had a row between two unions that closed Franca and Limerick, and we're way, way back now. But <laughs> the, it wasn't between unions and management at all. Now, some of the uh, European countries aren't as well-structured. Bertie Hearn brought in all the machinery to stop that happening in the 80s. But the, some of the what's going on in in Spain in particular seems to be more interunion stuff. Now, mm. that, this is all irrelevant to... Mm. Well, the, the, the bottom line is it's unlikely to, to no cause impact. problems. There's going to be zero impact, uh, PJ. If 20 flights out of the 3,000 flying tomorrow are stopped, I think that'll be the maximum. And none of them from Ireland, by the way. There is a Brussels flight cancelled this evening, which I think is related to the Belgian thing, but Ryanair don't actually let you know. But they, will say, they do say that... They, anybody, they're not going to have a strike on the ground. You're not going to turn up and find your plane, your aircraft is gone. They're going to cancel in advance, let the passengers know in advance, and reschedule them in advance. It's not a situation of you sitting at a gate saying, oh, the crew haven't turned up. Right. Now, heading to the Balearic Islands, there have been a few changes and people are getting caught when they booked all-inclusive and they're looking for another beer and told you've had your limit, mate. That's come yeah. in and people are not happy. What's it going on about, though? It's a very interesting one because it came in during COVID. But the thing is that um, the Blair's problem is uh, local councils, local residents complaining about um, a certain class of visitor who gets too drunk, just has too much to drink and becomes boisterous and noisy late at night. If you've been through Magaluf uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, you'll know exactly what I... There was a video of, of some English tourists jumping up and down on cars as soon as the restrictions were opened. Uh, Santa Ponza, where the Irish get boisterous, I think you very much better behaved in general than mm-hmm. being but that's a national pride thing. I, was, I was in Santa Ponza a few years yeah. ago and it's like comparing it's it's mad it's it's a lovely place but comparing it's Magaluf is chalk and cheese like it's yeah absolutely we, we, it's Santa Ponza where the Irish go Magaluf is where the English go go and we don't tend we we do get boisterous and loud we do sing uh, the banks of my own lovely Lee but uh, the reality is that uh, what the Balearics have moved against is a whole thing, is a whole list of things. They include uh, promotions by bars, they include the clubs, the 30 doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, bringing all of these people from bar to bar, they get shots in each bar. By the end of the night, they're hammered, but it's like by six or seven o'clock in the evening, they're hammered. And one of the things that they said is all-inclusive, uh, two drinks at lunch, two drinks at dinner, and you have to pay for your drink after that. It isn't uh, as big a problem as the other things that I've outlined. And I, but there is another agenda here, PJ, which is quite interesting. The Balearics don't like all-inclusive. I was just they, hoping you'd go there, yeah. Yeah, the, the all-inclusive resort is designed to, to, to imprison uh, the tourist yeah. uh, and make, and make, it, make sure he doesn't step outside the door. So all his drinking is done in the bar. And all the, bars, and all the bars down the road are, are losing an absolute fortune. Because I remember one bar owner telling me that in Menorca a few years ago. She was in tears practically because everyone was gone all inclusive up the road and her little pub was empty and I felt so sorry for Owen, oh, I need to go there. at low. I could stay here till 11 o'clock. We might talk again across the summer. But thank you very much. Owen Curry, uh, travel journalist. Quartz 96 FM. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.